Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting the ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Day. Today is, ah, well, apparently today is the end of the world, from what I've been hearing. <laughs> so, does the calendar even matter anymore? I don't know. You know, it may be for posterity. Here's what, here's what I'm asking, America. Here's what I'm asking. Don't kill each other yet and blow stuff up until after the playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I know I'm being selfish, but I haven't seen the Buccaneers in the playoffs in so long. Have they been 13 years? Yeah. And we're going to win. We're going to win. We haven't won since 2002. It went 18 years. Not 2003. Just, really. just a few weeks. Just hold it off. Just hold it off, man. Hold it off. Please. Put your pitchforks down. <laughs> Let's watch some football, guys. I know. Maybe that's what we need. We need a uh, something something unifying, a mm-hmm. uh, a big football game that everybody could be invested right? in or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I threw it out there, in America. Y'all, y'all do what you want with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, we got a good show for you today. Uh, we got some fact checks and follow ups. Molly has been scouring our uh, talk that we did, our podcast. She's doing every Mm-mm. jot and tittle. Nope, and wasn't me. It's gonna be. <laughs> we asked people to do it, so they did it for us. <laughs> and uh, you know, hey, we're gonna find out how much uh, correction we actually need. Then we've got some uh, preview or review of the last week's game, which was against the Atlanta Falcons. Watched all 22 <laughs> you had to think about it a second. Yeah, you know, my brain ain't working right. But uh, actually, maybe that's not true. My brain is working like it normally does, which is it ain't right. How about yeah, that? Maybe. But, you know, when I say my brain's not working right, it's a, it's a relative term. Not working right compared to Einstein. How about that? Okay. <laughs> and uh, then we're going to do some news. we got some good news for you. Molly's going to catch us up on all the happenings with the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to tell us about the preview with the Redskins. I cannot well, wait. The, the Washington. Football team. The WTFs. The WTFs. <laughs> I prefer that. The what the eeps. Yeah. All right. Uh, fact check and follow up. What you got? Okay. Fact check. Brady threw 12 interceptions, not 13. So Who said 13? I did. Uh, I, I knew that. I just wanted you to say it <laughs> Get that out there permanently. So who was wrong? Who was wrong? Moving on. Uh, <laughs> it was Winfield that stopped that long touchdown. I think we couldn't remember whether it was Sean Murphy Bunting or... Uh, Winfield, but it was Winfield. It was Winfield, yeah. That 62-yard run by – it wasn't a touchdown, though. It could have been. It it almost was. Yeah, almost was. Yes. And that was – I looked at that during the game, watching the game film, and you said it had looked like JPP was being held. I couldn't see it. it. It looked like the guy had hold of his arms and kind of was holding them up, but it's not really technical holding. The, the the issue with that was, uh, I think it was Whitehead missed a tackle. Mm. And, That'll do it. Yep, that's what uh, sprung dude. Was it Edo Smith or 
don't know. Anyhow, yeah, so we got that long run basically cut over a missed tackle. Yeah, it might have been Todd Gurley. Can't remember. Can't remember either. Um, and this is the last one. We talked about Anthony Lynn with the Chargers getting fired, and we thought, oh, yeah, I thought he was kind of a good coach. But apparently he was bad at clock management and timeout usage per one of our Twitter listeners. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and then, so I looked into it a little bit more, and there was the clock management and the timeout issue, and, and then there was also criticism that they were unable to finish games. They lost 9 out of 11 of their losses by one score. So, hmm. and then, but this part is even worse, which I was like, whoa, you thought our special teams were bad? They missed twelve kicks, which was three Ooh. extra point. Yeah, three extra points, nine field goals. They had three blocked punts, which two were returned for touchdowns. Holy crap! And they had a blocked <laughs> field goal returned for a touchdown. You know, I've never so, understood that why teams don't focus on blocking punts more often. Because when you block a punt, it's almost a guaranteed touchdown after mm-hmm. that, no matter how far away it is. Because there's nobody back there, you know, and the punter ain't gonna stop you. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's usually laying on the ground. Uh, yeah, and you know, I say you said I say that our special team sucks. Our special team doesn't suck. It's just the weakest link on our team. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that could use the most improvement, and it, 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 you know, it could bite us. Yeah, and it's it's not the the scheme of it. It's not the coaching. Well, you know, it's debatable, but it's really just the attitude of the players out there. You know, they're just not tackling and blocking mm-hmm. you know just not executing and it doesn't seem to be a high priority for them no no and i don't think it is with arians either right you know, arians arians priority is throwing that ball and catching it i mean mm-hmm. that's or just scheming you know offensive schemes and he's not a big run guy he's not a big defense guy he lets the defense do whatever they want he doesn't care and he really doesn't pay any attention to special teams. As long as the field goal kicker kicks and the punter kicks it pretty decent, then, you know. He doesn't care. That's yeah, his bar. <laughs> right. You know, it's just something we got to live with. You can't You can't be perfect in everything. And uh, I did on the things I found interesting this week. I, I pointed out a couple. of it was, it was so funny. It was Keyshawn Vaughn on the kick returns. And, of course, we we ran it out, and we got it to, like, the 28, 27, somewhere in that area, 26. We went past the 25-yard line, which to me is that's the minimum you need to do if you're going to run it. And, you know, so, you know, people could say, wow, you know, we got a 28-yard kick return or whatever. So, yeah, but they kicked it. Atlanta's kicker is horrible. I mean, he he never got it in the end zone. Our (laughs) returner. Yeah, he was he was normally fielding it at like the five yard line, and so he started off at like the five yard line every time. But there was there was two, twice where I had to check my notes when I was watching it. I was like, I swear to God, this this exact same thing just happened, you know. And but we kicked it off, and forty uh, forty nine on their team. I can't remember his name. He goes running down the field. Right, we're set up to block him, and Keyshawn Vaughn just gets knocked right out of the way. And 49, I want to say, uh, Sherrod Newsom, he, uh, 46, 49, 
he, uh, you know, basically did, he didn't make the tackle there, but he caused the runner to run into a bunch of people. And then we, you know, we didn't have anybody blocked. And so they just swarmed him. Then a few, uh, kicks later, the same exact thing happened. Keyshawn Vaughn trying to block 46 or 49, whatever his name, uh, Sherrod Neesom. The guy just pushes him right out of the way. But this time he made the tackle, you know, and it was just like, <laughs> there was, a, there was a, no resistance at all. Let's put it that way. And you know that's it's that kind of stuff that is is could be damaging to us. I mean, you look at the Detroit game; we shut them out defensively, offensively. But you know, their only score was against our special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the, the New Orleans Saints killed us on special teams mm-hmm. both games. You know, they got great field position because I mean they were returning the ball yep. 30, 40 yards every time. Yeah. And in turn, we had really crappy field position because mm-hmm. they were punting it. From- right. And, and plus, you know, we couldn't block them or we wouldn't mm-hmm. block them. Whatever. It's really an attitude thing. I really think that most of the guys on special team, this is all pure speculation, they feel like they're not important. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not, you know, Bruce Arians doesn't really care much about it. It doesn't seem to be something that they put a lot of attention to detail into. Yeah. And so everybody effort. out there. Yeah. Right. Everybody out there kind of feels that way. Yeah. All right. Is that all the fact checks and follow-ups? That is. Man, I just overran that. Well, I mean, it was a good transition to good, your preview. Good segue. Yeah, yeah as a matter of fact, the first thing I was going to talk about was the first <laughs> kick of the game was uh, Keyshawn Vaughn getting blown up on a young ho coo kick. Uh, so, yeah, sum up the game. We kicked their butts. We all saw it. Uh, all 22 pretty much verified it. But a few things to point out. Our offensive line played great. I do not know if they're taking male vitality supplements or something. <laughs> but, I mean, they are just out there beating the mess out of people. It's all the meat that Jensen has them eating. He's, He's got them all, like, on the carnivore diet probably. I hope he got <laughs> Donovan Smith back on the carnivore diet. Yeah. I mean, we all saw Donovan Smith throw Stephen Means. Mm-hmm. You know, just tossed him out of the way and then stood over him. I mean, that happened a lot in this game. Just about didn't every. He, didn't he say that this week that it seemed like they didn't like Steven Means, like they were picking on him? Yeah, well, yeah, like for the first quarter, I'm like, man, they were just targeting him, it looked like. <laughs> but then as the game progressed, I realized, no, it wasn't just him. It was everybody. <laughs> it was like Jensen was just, I mean, he was, he, he, he must have decleated at least six guys. Most I've ever seen him do in a game. I mean, he was just laying guys out, laying guys out. Brady Jarrett laid him out. Uh, Stephen Means laid him out. It, I think everybody on their defensive line, he got him at least once. <laughs> He's like chasing people down. <laughs> he did literally chase people down. He chased Grady Jarrett one time. Grady Jarrett, he went to block him, and Grady Jarrett ran around the outside edge. And Jensen followed him. And then Jarrett was getting away from him, so Jensen cut back around to the center. No, I can't remember. Anyhow, he chased him around and then eventually got him right at the end. It just nailed him. It was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've ever seen an offensive lineman do that before. Uh, So offensive line played really, really, really good. They were aggressive. They were smart. Oh, did you see that play with Marpet where he, like, looked like he chokeslammed a guy? I don't know if he did. I didn't didn't see it. Was that the end of the play? 
I looked for it. We got to go back on the broadcast. Yeah. Do you remember what about what time during the game? Is it, oh, it's the interception. We can buy that easy. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Yeah, he didn't choke slam him. He body slammed him. <laughs> he get, yeah, he got him. He like clotheslined him and picked yeah. him up and slammed him on the ground. Yeah, it was awesome. And and <laughs> Kappa, Kelly Marpet, he's like the nicest guy on the line. Yeah, and that was ten yards down the field. The yeah. the guy intercepted the ball, and Marpet and Kappa immediately ran at him. And I mean, normally you don't see that. Normally, whoever intercepts the ball runs the other way. No, this guy never got a chance. I mean, our whole <laughs> offensive line was charging him, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Marpet got a hold of him and yoked him and then slammed him to the ground. And Kappa was right there, too. Kappa, awesome. I, I think Kappa like, hit him in the back of the head with his elbows. He was going down. <laughs> I feel like Kappa's been really quiet this year. <laughs> like, of all the offensive linemen, I haven't noticed him, like, once. You mean during the game? Yeah. No, I've seen like, I, like, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, necessarily. I think it's just that all the other guys are just just doing really good stuff and you're like it's distracting and like you know i don't think kappa's like messing up because you don't want to notice the guy that way either but i do feel like he's been the quietest on the line right yeah yeah you don't want to hear their name during the broadcast (laughs) because usually that means (laughs) they got a penalty or they screwed up uh, Donovan Smith did mess up one time. I think it was Donovan Smith. I'm not sure. It was the only sack of the game that they got on us. Mm-hmm. And it was Grady Jarrett. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Grady Jarrett. It might have been Stephen Means. I can't remember. Uh, just came in untouched from the left end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically Brady saw him coming in and fell down. And the guy kind of just touched him. But uh, Gronk was lined up a couple yards away from Donovan Smith. And I think they got confused in their communication. I think Donovan thought that Gronk was going to down block the guy. And so Donovan Smith uh, shifted over and helped Marpet with a double team. And it left Gary Jarrett just wide open. I mean, he was untouched. Just went in. It was, it was definitely a communication issue. I don't know whose fault it was. But either way, Donovan Smith should have looked over and saw that this guy was running untouched. Coming it. in, yeah. Yeah. We had some great blitz pickups. They couldn't do anything against our offensive line. I mean, we were we were just beating the crap out of them. I mean, literally beating the crap out of them. This is why I don't worry about Washington. No. Like, whatsoever. Right. Yeah, you know, Grady Jarrett's a great defensive uh, lineman. I mean, he's he's very underrated, I think. Mm-hmm. And we just, we manhandled, we literally manhandled them during this game. Uh. Let me see. I've got notes here. Kappa's playing mean. He threw down 50. John Kaminsky. <laughs> uh, Brady had a couple of wide open receivers he didn't see, 84. But it didn't really affect the game, obviously. There was a couple times where I was like, yeah, it would have been a better option. But, you know. We put up 44 points. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, but don't get greedy now, Ralph. It Come was on. actually <laughs> closer than I thought. Well, they were within three points in the fourth quarter. I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, they got within three points of us twice. What was the final score? Forty-four 40, to twenty-seven. Forty-four twenty-seven. Yes. Wow. So we put up that in the fourth quarter. That doesn't seem right. I thought it was like the third quarter. Uh, we had we got a 
uh, Sean Murphy Bunting got a fumble. He, he mm-hmm. stripped the ball, got the fumble, and then we I, we were right there. So we we just ended up scoring like two or three touchdowns real quick. Oh, what am I saying? We scored all of our touchdowns quick. I mean, we just get the ball, go down the field, <laughs> touchdown. Get the ball, no go down the field, touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like there was no resistance. The field was extremely slippery. Uh, as a matter of fact, I meant to uh, tally up all the slips that I wrote down, and I didn't even start doing it until the second quarter. And I've got 15 slips listed. Uh, this happened a couple years ago when Atlanta played us at home the last game of the season. It was very slippery, and I think I had 27, 28 slips in that game. There was there was pro- at least 20 in this game. I've got 15 wrote down, but like I said, I didn't start keeping track of it until 12 minutes, 38 seconds into the second quarter, but it was very slippery out there, very slippery. we got to do something about that field now. Um, I just have a, a quick fact check. Yeah, we scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, so three touchdowns. Okay. Um, you know, well, and, you know, Mike uh, is slipping and hurting his leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it was. It was a, it, but it was the whole field, not just the end zones? No, it was the whole field. It was slipping everywhere. It's got to be tough. I mean, I don't... We're going to start talking about a horticulture. I don't know anything about grass <laughs> or growing grass, but it just seems like it would be really hard down there to keep it uh, the field dry with the amount of rain that they get. It's got to be something you can do, right? Yeah, well, they've got the supposedly have they have a top notch drainage system on that field, but uh, you know, this is way too many times I've watched it play at Rain and James, and people are just slipping all over the place. You know, we used to chalk it up. Remember me and you used to talk it up to bad equipment managers because it seemed like we oh, just, yeah. uh, you know, they didn't have the right cleats on or something. But yeah. I think it's just the field. It seems like it's just impossible to get a grip on that field. Hmm. Yeah, guys were slipping all over the place. Well, I mean, at a certain point, it is to uh, the fault of the equipment manager because they need to be able to compensate for that. If you know that it's always like that, don't you think you would, you know, Get some equipment that would be best suited for it. There's got to be better equipment out there. Yeah, I don't know. I do not know. Uh, JPP was relatively quiet this game. As a matter of fact, I don't think I have him down for any, yeah, not a single play. Yeah, he was just kind of pedestrian, didn't really do a whole lot. It looked like he wasn't really even trying so much. I I, I think he was resting. You know, yeah, he that, he that's what I was about to say because I think this week they've rested him a lot. He's been on the injury report. Let me see. And uh, yeah, he didn't practice Tuesday or Wednesday. And then Thursday he was limited. So yeah, I think it was probably a rest thing. Yeah, it, we had a lot of new guys in there. Yeah, we played O'Connor. We played uh, Cam Gill. Cam Gill. We played Khalil Davis. We played Nacho. We played uh, somebody else. I can't remember. So, so you know, I think uh, JPP and Sue to an extent were kind of like, all right, we're going to rest and let y'all do the work this game because yeah. we'll let y'all take care of the light work. Basically, it seemed like. Well, it didn't. Mean, well, and yeah, it didn't mean as much the game. 
I mean, it kind of did. It did mm-hmm. have playoff implications, but it wasn't the end of the world if we lost. Right. And I think if the game had gotten too far out ahead of us, that they probably would have kicked it in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they weren't ready to go at all. They were just kind of conserving yeah. energy. I mean, they were doing their job. Yeah. And, I mean, Sue ended up making some good plays. That's uh, just because it's Sue. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, he's kind of in the middle of the action. JPP can kind of, you know, chill on the outside and just make sure nothing gets by him. Yeah. And that's pretty much what he did, except for that 62-yard run. And, uh, uh, you know, Sue was there, and he just, you know, made some plays. But you know, he, he it didn't look like he I, – I think they both, you know, they know what's coming up. They know the playoffs. They know it's a different beast, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's real easy to get – drained quick in the playoffs with your mm-hmm. adrenaline and stuff. So I think they were just resting up. It is, is what it looked like to me anyhow. Yeah. And Sue did have a series in the second quarter, 844, where he basically just took over. He single-handedly. <laughs> well, what he, he like, like stopped their drive a couple of times and then got a penalty. So gave them a first down and then he stopped their drive again. It was just like, you know, <laughs> He's just toying with them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Minter played good. Oh, cool. I was impressed with Minter. Good. He'll be ready for this week then. Oh, that's right. He's playing. Yeah, Yeah, Devin Whiteout. Yeah, I'm not worried about that at all. Not at all. Minter played very good. I mean, his coverage skills, not the best in the world, but, you know, they're a little bit better than Devin White's. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He Devin doesn't White have the strength nice. that Devin White does, but he he's got more. He's man, his backpedal speed is fast. He can run backwards as fast as about everybody on the field can run for. <laughs> I was like, whoa, check this guy out. And That's I like great. that that yeah. you can back. He can backpedal fast. You know, yeah, because these linebackers have to, you know, constantly go back and forth. You know, if they're, they're, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a they think it's a run at first, they got to move forward, and then when they realize it's not a run, they got go, oh crap. I gotta go back into coverage. That's so a really they, interesting skill to have for a linebacker. Like it makes yeah. a lot of sense, but yeah. it's like, wow, why don't they all do that? Yeah, right. you would think that's something, and it, it's got to be something that he practiced. You know, that's a technique that mm-hmm. he's he's yeah. a technician. Normally, with it's other the cor- guys. it's the cornerbacks that really work on their backpedaling mm-hmm. skills. But it looks like he's worked on his quite a bit. But yeah, he played well. He's playing hard. He made some really good tackles. And you know he did some some good coverage and stuff. I, I was impressed with him. Uh, so that was good to see, you know, especially with him going to be playing in the playoffs. Uh, we had a couple other linebackers that came in on rotation. Uh, let's say fifty three. Remember who that is? Uh, Chappelle Russell. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Very good. Yeah, uh, O'Connor played really good. Um, but, 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 but Wirfs had a couple plays where he got beat. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was surprised me. This was one of his poorer performance games. But, you know, he doesn't get beat like like most guys get beat where it's like all of a sudden like they're bile. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, it, it. I hate doing that to Donovan, you know, but. Just... When I say Worf's got beat, what I'm saying is the guy was able to kind of get beside him a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like when he gets he doesn't get beat beat like most guys. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 
somebody's not just going to zip right past Worfs, it appears. Yeah. I, I think I've seen that all year long where, you know, he's gotten just totally whooped and the guys run past him to the quarterback. But he had some, he had some stumbles. He yeah, tried maybe a few, he's tired too. Yeah. Yeah. He, had, he tried a few cut blocks and they didn't work out too good. He <laughs> uh, he's too big for that, I can't think. Man. <laughs> he probably falls really slow. Yeah, that's, that's what it looked it. like. <laughs> Everybody just watches him fall down and jumps <laughs> over top of him. It's and like then, watching a kid try to somersault for the first time. You're like, yeah. Uh, Brady played pretty good. You know, he had some very good, accurate throws. He was making good decisions. That that's the biggest thing. We'll talk about this in the in the preview that I'm worried about is you know Brady not playing at Brady level. That's really the only thing that I think could really hurt us. But we'll talk about that later. Um, somebody on YouTube asked if we threw more short passes against Atlanta. Like it seemed that way. Yes. Uh, and for some strange reason, I don't know what it was, but at the last quarter, man, we just started. We were doing it fast. Jeez. They were doing it. And it was like we came out and he said, well, we said, well, we can do it better. And so we started doing it. And <laughs> Like chunking it down the field or no, throwing the short passes? Real short passes okay. where, where we were just – Turning around, throwing it to a receiver, or okay. you know, receiver standing there, or whatever. Uh, they did a lot of that, but it, it seemed like it, it started happening back to back. It was like bam, bam, bam. We started doing, it. and then the last three plays of the game, which I thought this was so cool. Besides the victory formation kneel down, was we gave the ball to Antonio Brown. We threw it to him, and then we did two shuffle passes to make sure he got his. Uh, bonus money. He got two hundred fifty thousand dollars for having it. And that, that was just so cool. And we did <laughs> shuffle pass or shuttle passes, so that to make sure he caught them. You know, they're basically handoffs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you just pitch the ball forward a little bit as he's running by. And we did two of those, and it was so cool. And you know, we threw it to him once, and it was one of those little short passes. And then we did uh, two shuffle passes right back to back to make sure he got his. His money. That was that, that. was just really cool. And you know, you know the guys in the locker room. You know, uh, uh, they came out and immediately threw the ball to Mike Evans. You know, made sure he got his record. Uh, they did that with Antonio Brown. What was there was another one too where they. No, they didn't do it for Rojo. They didn't do it for Rojo. That's true. He needed twenty two yards for a thousand. Uh, but gosh, there was something else. Somebody. Some playing time or something. I can't remember. Uh, but you know the guys in the locker room have just have so much respect for the coaching staff and the the ownership for letting that, for doing that. I mean, you know, it's like they, they could have very easily. It happens all the time. You know, it's like, oh, he needs three passes or he needs three catches to make $250,000 bonus. Eh, let's pull him out of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that happens all the time. And for them to go, no, we've grown, we are going to make sure he gets this. <laughs> It's just, you know, it, I bet it really solidified this unit, you know, say, hey, man, these coaches are really behind us. They they not only want us to succeed, but they want us to be you know, financially good and make sure we get our bonuses and our records yeah. and all that. Rojo like they're was taking little, care of you. Right, right. Yeah, they're looking out for you. Which I can see. But, like, what does that say to Rojo, though? If they do it for everybody else and they do it for a guy who's been on the team less than a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I <clears throat> I can see where that wouldn't sit right with you, make you salty for a while. Well, I, I, Rojo didn't have an incentive. It was just a, a number thing. And it yeah. Was, I, I could have Yeah, but it. Mike's was a number two. 
Right, but that's a that was a history breaking yeah. number. I know, but right, I know what you're saying. But you, you know, it seems like there was just too many mouths to feed, mm-hmm. and really, twenty two yards. We couldn't let Rojo get twenty two yards. Could we have though? I mean, you know, I you know, what do you do to make sure a guy gets twenty two yards? It's really, you know, there's nothing you can do. It's really up to him. Yeah, and you know how? What you know? What if he gets tackled in the backfield? And then next thing you know, it's twenty seven yards he needs, and then you know, it could just become a thing where you're. You know, it, it's it's it, to me it's a little bit different, but I understand. I, I'd be upset too if I was Rojo, but not that upset. It's yeah, just, it's a difference. I don't know. He's a young guy. I yeah. think that like he's got less of those. Like Antonio Brown, how many things has he done in his career? My God, you know, I mean, they've mm. done a lot of these little things, like the mm-hmm. th- a thousand yard season. So to them, it's not a big deal. But right. like to a guy like Rojo, who might not have as much under his belt one thing like that might mean a lot right well yeah this is true and also you know it's going to help him out in his contract coming up right you yeah know, you got a thousand yard season you could say that blah, 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 and get more money so uh, i understand but at the same time i understand the coach's perspective too you know i mean you figure you know it's not like we pulled rojo out in the fourth quarter at the beginning of the fourth quarter or something we played him all the way through the game and right there at the end, you know, it's like, okay, we need to make sure we wrap this up. Okay, we wrap this up. Let's make sure we get Antonio Brown his three catches. Okay, then we're done. You know, and you can't you can't send Rojo out there. It, it just it just things could have been disastrous, but you know, bad things could have happened, but they did. I don't know. I, I I do think that the the locker room is probably much more happier with the coaching staff. For them yeah. doing that, yeah. Uh, Winfield played good. Like to see that. Uh, David David played good. Linebackers played good. Cool. A few breakdowns, but uh, you know, all in all, they played well. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I got that written down. It was a seven twenty eight in the third quarter. Tom Brady threw an interception. Oh. Scotty Miller, that's the one where it popped up. Yeah. Glanded right in the guy's arm. God. Ricardo Allen. It's the right place at the right time. Yeah, Marpet, body slam tackle. That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I have written down. It was awesome. So, uh, penalties. Not a whole lot to say about that. I give this crew a solid C. <laughs> There was some holding to start the game with by the Buccaneers. That was uncalled. The linemen. Uh, Probably were... completely justified, though, if I had to <laughs> <No>. guess. <laughs> uh, let me see. I've got four, four, five holds, two of them by the Buccaneers that were uncalled, and one defensive pass interference by the Buccaneers that was not called. So that's. Who was that on? Uh, SMB. I thought it was Dean. That was towards the end of the game, fourth quarter, about two minutes left. <clears throat> so that's that's really probably the best ref crew we've had all year. It's what six penalties, six uncalled penalties, five holds, one defensive pass interference, and three of those were against the Bucks. So half of them were against the Bucks. Half of them, yeah, well, it was it was really good, and they weren't. Like a whole lot where I was like, man, that was blatantly obvious. <laughs> I don't know how the refs missed that. 
So uh, it was a good game. And uh, the big things that I took away from it was how aggressive our offensive line was playing. And it seems like every week they've gotten more aggressive since the bye week. You know, they came out of the bye week and they were they were starting to play real aggressive. And mm-hmm. then uh, this week was definitely the pinnacle of that. They did. I I don't know if they don't like the Falcons defensive <laughs> line or what, but man, they're mad from week sixteen or week fifteen when we played them. They were holding the grudge. Yeah, they were beating the mess out of them. <laughs> you know, it was like almost like they were bullying them. Oh, no. uh, and the field was real slippery. Those are the real two big takeaways I got from this game. Um, you know, then there's all kinds of stuff. You know, like Brady played well and Mentor played well. There wasn't really anybody. I was like, yeah, he, he, you know, he did not play well. Yeah. You know, SMB was kind of a little Ooh, at times, but then other times he he played great. You know, he got that strip mm-hmm. fumble. That was that was an awesome play. Uh you know, but and he had a couple of pass defenses that were really good. So you know, it was kind of balanced out with him. But you know, I mean, Winfield played great. Uh, you know, SMB's comments after the game were interesting because he credited the coaching staff with not giving up on him, and you know, mm-hmm. he felt like a few times during the season they probably could have or should have, and uh, he was just thankful that they didn't, and he had some opportunities. Uh, during that game to really make a lot of plays, and he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so up. what you said about the coaching staff was probably, seems like it might be spot on. Hmm. He uh, he did mess up one time. It didn't it didn't hurt us any, but the, uh, Ridley got behind him in the end zone, and Winfield was back there, but Winfield was uh, covering somebody else. And you could see Winfield telling SMB, to back up further to make sure that Ridley's covered, but instead Winfield moved up more. And after the play, you could see Winfield kind of going over to him and pointing in his face and all this. You know, basically let him know, hey, man, you need to pay attention more to what I was saying. You know, back up. <laughs> this guy was wide open in the corner of the end zone. We're lucky Ryan didn't see him. I think yeah. I think he got sacked on that play. <clears throat> so, anyhow, that's my takeaway from the game. Uh, we beat the mess out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive line, you know, they were okay. Uh, but like I said, it seemed more like we just let the new guys get frantic on them for a while. You know, <laughs> the veterans didn't. You know, I mean, they, they were basically holding the line. Yeah. You know, and, the, mm-hmm. and the new guys were doing all the flailing about. So, there we go. Cool. Week 17, done, wrapped up. Season so sad. I get I sad about it. Yeah. It was a good season, you know? It was a great season. It was crazy. It was just, I can't wait to do a year in, re- in review. Like we have some content for the off season mm. planned out. And uh, so I'm excited to, to look back at the season. And Yeah, it's going to be a trip. A lot of stuff, you know, it's so weird how, you know, it's just 17 weeks ago or I know. whatever. And we'll go back and we're like, oh, you remember that? You remember when everybody was bitching about Brady? <laughs> we're talking about how Brady and Arians weren't getting along. You know, where'd that come from? What happened yeah. to that? You know, or, or remember when we weren't throwing to the tight ends enough? You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, we started off. It was it was kind of tough there for a while. You know, Brady and mm-hmm. the receivers weren't in sync, and there were some mistakes made. And I was thinking, 
you know, like by week three or four, Brady was keeping up with Winston in the t- in the interception. Category. Yeah, and I was like, this could be a disaster. Yeah, well, like the first game, right? He threw a pick six. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that his first play? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was his first play. Yeah, it was. It was close enough. Yeah, very very Winston like. Yeah, and it, you know, you're kind of having a little bit of buyer's remorse by that point. You're like, well. <laughs> Yeah. But in this game, I think there was one, maybe two miscommunications between him and the receiver. And uh, one, I, I want to say both of them were Antonio Brown, but they had it listed, one listed down as uh, Gronkowski on one. So uh, Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, the two guys that are new to this system. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. but they, they didn't hurt us any. I mean, yeah, you look at us at the beginning of the season where we were, you know, not connecting. Remember when we were not scoring any points in like the whole first half or the first quarter? Now we're unstoppable. I mean, there's oh, nobody. Yeah, the slow starts. We, we got off yeah, the Yeah, we were the slow starts. That was like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, when you no. put up like 40 points a game, you don't even think about starting slow. Yeah, yeah, we, we uh, you know, we're we're unstoppable on offense. You just nobody's gonna be able to stop us. That's gonna be the key going all the way through this playoff experience. Is our offense? You got to stay on point. If they, you know, if they keep doing what they're doing, playing like they can, like they have been, there's there's nobody in the league that can stop us. Not even close. I, I can't think of anybody that's got a defense that can stop this mess. Mm-mm. I don't even, I don't even know if it's humanly possible. You know, we were saying that at the beginning of the year, I mean, before the season, you know, that this offense is going to be unstoppable. And, you know, that was back when we were saying, we don't even need a running game. <laughs> now we've got a running game. I know. Rojo's doing great. Yeah. And it's it's actually kind of scary. I'd be scared. I'd, I'd be scared if I was Washington. You know, they got to be they looking at this. They should be. Yeah. they got to be looking good. at this game film going, how the hell are we going to stop this? There's no way. There's no way. Mm-mm. The only chance they have to stop our offense is if Brady is not having an accurate day. That's the only chance they got. You know, if he throws a little bit off, you know, throws a few bad balls or whatever, then that's the chance they got. But I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. So. That's the uh, wrap-up for the Atlanta game, and it wraps up our regular season. It's kind of sad. I know. I just. <sighs> but it's happy at the same time because yeah. we're going to the playoffs. I know. I know. What a great season, guys. Yeah, it's been an awesome season. You know, 2020 awesome. has sucked in a lot of ways, but the Buccaneers really came through for us. <laughs> we're like oh. us and the Browns. Well, I know. Buccaneer fans and Browns. Like, like the world had to fucking fall apart for the Bucks and the Browns to both have a successful season. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's going to fall apart. Because of, but yeah, the only people that are happy on the planet right now are Buccaneer and Brown fans. <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Great point. All right. So oh we got some news for you. What you got? We do. Okay. The best news probably is that on Wednesday we activated Shaq from the COVID list. So So he he will be playing Saturday. He'll be playing. Which that reminds me, the game is Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on CBS, right? 
Uh, Chris Collinsworth is. No, he's NBC. Well, then it's NBC then. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, I know. We got Chris Collinsworth. That's why we got to go to a bar so we don't have to fucking listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> be on mute. <laughs> okay. We released your boy, Mazzy Wilkins, from the practice squad. And then we added running back CJ Proces. I don't know how to say his name. I didn't even realize Mazzy was still on the practice squad. I didn't either. <laughs> um, we had a bunch of roster moves today. LaShawn McCoy is now out uh, due to illness on Saturday. And then linebacker Chappelle Russell was waived. The guy that you liked. Really? Yeah. And then we had four elevations from the practice squad. Linebacker. Oh. This is another one. We signed Dayon Buchanan again. Money backer. And, well, we signed him to the practice squad. I know. Oh, okay. So, so we, we waived Chappelle Russell. Russell and brought. And then, yeah. So, and then we signed uh, Dayon Buchanan to the practice squad. And then we elevated him from the practice squad. And we also elevated Ted Larson, Benning, Patoe. A I I Pato <laughs> and cornerback Herb Miller. We elevated all of them today. Huh. Our practice squad protections for the game are kicker Greg Jones. I didn't even know that uh, they were still doing this, but Greg Joseph, uh, Ted Larson, Herb Miller, and Benny Pat. Patoa, eh? <laughs> but all these guys, we elevated them, so why bother protecting them? I don't understand that. Anyway. Uh, after last week's performance, Ryan Suckup won the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week for the second time this season, which is the first player in franchise history to do so. And he also set a... First Special Teams Player. Yeah. Uh, and he also set the franchise record single season scoring record. So we finally have a kicker. <laughs> it's been nice. I know. Did we did we break the Matt Bryant curse? Yes, it it's done. It's done. It's we done. never have to talk about that again. Feels good. <laughs> you know we'll talk about it again. I know. Whatever. This is why 2020 is so great. And we <laughs> broke the Matt Bryant curse. <laughs> Ever the optimist. Oh, here's some sad news. No, I'll go happy and then... No, I'll do sad first, then end on happy. Uh, Todd Bowles is going to interview for the Falcons head co coaching job next week. Even if we win and we got another playoff game, he's going to go and interview with Atlanta? That's messed up, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he is. Maybe. He would, why is he going to Atlanta? I know Atlanta. I'll be mad. Me I don't too. want to dislike Todd Bowles. I know, me neither. Why do all our old coaches go to Atlanta? Sloppy seconds. Sloppy seconds. Although we did get Mike Smith, too. Answer Cutter really was sloppy seconds. So it's like sloppy thirds <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the, right? the visual, I don't even want to. <laughs> You want to go there? Okay. Um, all right. Happy note. Rondé Barber and John Lynch were named Hall of Fame finalists. 
So the final decision will be made via virtual meeting on January 19th. They're not doing the in-person vote for obvious reasons. So hopefully this will be their year. 2020 or 21. So uh, <clears throat> what do you think they're going to, you think they'll make it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even care. John Lynch is what his seventh or ninth year is being qualified. I I don't don't follow it close enough to know what the trends are or, you know, how people, I mean, if it's anything like the um, regular, you know, the pro bowl, pro bowl vote or the all pro or the rookie of the year or any of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, No, they won't because the bucks always get gypped. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the the AP All yeah. Pro thing. That just that just goes to show that that these journalists, reporters, whatever you want to call them, uh, sports writers. How about that? Don't know crap about football. You they know, don't watch they, it. They, they don't yeah. watch it. They not a single Buccaneer made the All Pro team this year. What? I know. That's insane. Are you insane? That is insane. Insane. I I, I could list off ten. That could be on there. Mm-hmm. It's it really is insane. I mean, I mean for Shaq Barrett, the Tom Brady, Tom, come on, I know Mike Evans, yeah, <laughs> he just broke I, the record for I almost mean, thousand yard season. Insane. Well, you know, hey, they they got mouths to feed too. I guess you know whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't. I, I saw that and I was like, you know, I don't even want to know who they picked. I know because that's it's how I feel bullshit. too. Because then you'll start researching them, and then you'll hate them. And <laughs> you're just gonna point out how stupid they are, and that they never should have made it. <laughs> All right, let's. Speaking of never should have made it, let's move on to the Washington football team preview. What What'd you say? I said speaking of never should have made it. Oh yeah, Washington. Let me see. Let me. Let me. I've got some notes here. Real All quick. right. Uh, b- 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 uh, Ron Rivera. You know the Bruce Arians has played him in the playoffs before. Lost to him in 2014 playoffs when he was head coach of the Cardinals and Rivera was the head coach of the Panthers. The kittens. Well, BA pointed out that they had a fourth string quarterback. By that uh, yeah. Point, yeah. So. Yeah, that was a that was a disaster for them. They, you know, they really collapsed there in the playoffs. Uh, we got, let me see. Um, I was looking at a chart, uh, week 17 NFL tiers. They, they come, they looked at all the defensive, uh, points per play and the offensive points per play, and they made a chart, this graph showing where teams land. You know, it was the the y axis. Which, which one is this? X. Or? That's y. Okay. X is across. The <laughs> across the y axis. It was a defensive points per play, and the uh, x axis was offensive points per play. And they showed where each team stands in there. Naturally, the Jets <laughs> way at one end down at the bottom. And the uh, Green Bay Packers 
all the way to the right, but midway up between defense, defensive point per play. Uh, the Rams are at the highest defensive points per play. They have like the least scoring, or the defense that allows the least points. Uh, and then there's Pittsburgh, then the Redskins, and then us in New Orleans. We are, yes, we like, are exactly tied. Really? And offensive points per game, we beat them. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. There's only one, two, three, four teams that beat us in EPA offensively, and that's the Bills, Kansas City, uh, Tennessee, and Green Bay. It's Tennessee. You're like, what? And that's just – that's interesting because we haven't seen the Saints since, like, week nine. So uh, yeah. before that point and up to that point, including that point, mm. we were not playing well, mm-hmm. you know, right. as far as an offense goes. And it's really clicked. So for us to not only improve so much that we reached the Saints level, but we exceeded them in that seven, eight weeks. Yes. Whoa. That makes me not as worried about seeing them in the playoffs. No, I kind of want to just to get some revenge. It'd be so yeah, sweet. So, I know, so knock sweet. them out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might get the chance next week. Well, probably not. Maybe. Wouldn't that be something? We'll see. I'm going to see the, the other teams playing the schedule. Uh... I don't know who's playing tomorrow. Besides us, I don't really care. But I'm curious to see all the other NFL te- or the NFC teams that we could potentially meet. How they'll, you know, how they fare, what they look like coming into the playoffs. I don't think anyone looks as good as we do coming into the playoffs. Okay, no. tomorrow we'll also see the Rams at, at Seattle at 4. That's the 4 o'clock game. Okay. So you need to pay attention to that one. Yeah, definitely. Because we could play uh, Seattle, I think, maybe, depending on how it goes. And then the Bears and Saints play on Sunday. And then the <laughs> AFC games. I haven't paid any attention to them all season. AFC? Yeah, the AFC. So we have the Colts up. Bills is the one o'clock game tomorrow. I'll probably clean the house during that. <laughs> 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 and then the um, Sunday, it's the Ravens and Titans and Browns and Steelers. So it'll be a heavy AFC game Sunday. Bucks were second in the NFL in touchback percentage. Like uh, we, like other teams? Bradley Pinion kicked the ball into the end zone okay. where they couldn't field it. Yeah, yeah, he almost always kicks it out of the end zone. See, our special teams are a mess, but at least we've got. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, our kicking game is great. Yeah. You know, you got yeah. a problem with Stuck up and Bradley Pinion. Yeah. It's just the blocking and tackling guys. Yeah. The returns. Uh, 
Let me see. Uh, according to Greg Allman, Bucks were just one of six NFL teams to give up a punt return touchdown this season, but were also one of just nine teams to block a punt. That's crazy. There's only nine blocked punts this year, or nine teams that blocked punts. I don't remember blocking. Patrick O'Connor did it. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. A couple weeks, a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Pinion had only two touchbacks on punts all year. Only Ravens, who had one, had fewer among NFL teams. So, not bad, not too bad. NBC, yes, Chris Collinsworth, he's going to be. He was a, was he with Al Michaels? Yeah. Al's still on there, right? Uh, the Buccaneers, they, we will be wearing red jerseys with pewter pants. That's what we won the Super yes. Bowl with. I like that look. It's a good look. Yeah, it's it's everybody's favorite look. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a very clean look. Yeah. Uh, most playoff wins by a quarterback back since 1950. Tom Brady is leading that with 30. The second-place quarterback is Joe Montana, Hall of Famer Joe Montana, with 16. So Brady has almost doubled, and he's going to double this year, uh, Joe Montana's. Uh, Peyton yes. Manning is coming in third place with 14, and he's tied with Terry Bradshaw and John Elway. That's just, Tom Brady's just insanely good. I know. I do. That's incredible. Just uh, everything he does is like record setting. I know. What's up? What's up with that? What's up? He done found the elixir of youth or something. <laughs> I know. He's made it. He's made a deal with the devil. I bet. It's not TV twelve. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna have to get me some TV twelve. <laughs> I know something. You got a sur- supermodel wife and millions of dollars. That's how it works, right? I know. You just do what a successful person does, and you too will be successful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Washington football team. Okay. They suck. I'm not gonna lie. It, they. Uh, it's even debatable if they're the best team in the sucky NFC East. You know, they got in because Philadelphia wanted a higher draft pick. They quit because Philadelphia purposely threw their game. That's the only reason why Washington got in. Washington isn't even better than the New York Giants. New York Giants should be in there, but because Philadelphia decided, meh, yeah. When you look at the teams that they've played and that's what I was getting ready to say. Okay, I was going to go through the list here. They're they're seven and nine. They won against the Eagles twice. Eagles twice. The Cowboys twice. The Cowboys twice. The Bengals. The Bengals. The Steelers. The Steelers. I think that's the only winning team they beat this year. And the 49ers. And the 49ers. Yeah. Who that's, I think the 49ers are 6 and 10. Is that 8? We did this the other yes. night where we were missing one. No, that's it. <clears throat> so anyhow, yeah, here's who they played. Here's who they played this year. Philadelphia. Because I, w- I was going through the All-22, and I was like, you know, I'm going to try and find a team that's similar to us, which is actually pretty hard to do because we're just so awesome. And then I was like, <clears throat> you know, I went through and I went, good grief, there's not even a good team on here. What is- They got the easiest schedule <laughs> of anybody. It couldn't have been no easier if if they could have if they had to have played uh, the, the Jets 18 times a week. I know. You know? I mean, they start off with Philadelphia, and then they played Arizona, and then Cleveland, and then Baltimore. And the Rams, and the Giants, then Dallas, then the Giants, 
in Detroit, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina, Philadelphia. I mean, good Lord. I know. And they lost to the Panthers and the Lions and the Giants <laughs> twice. <laughs> they lost to the Lions and the Giants twice. I know. We, and the Panthers. Football math. Football math. <laughs> yeah, we've got this. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. <sighs> I don't. I don't think... Yeah, they won against one team with a winning record. How many teams did they play that ended up with a winning record? One, two, three, four, five. Did Arizona have a winning record? Six. So six teams. They played six teams with I winning records. I think Arizona records. was eight and eight or something. So maybe even not even Arizona. So maybe <laughs> five teams with a winning record. And it's not like, I don't know, man. You know, I'm just, I'm, you know, everyone keeps talking about their defensive line and well, of course they're going to look good when you're playing Philadelphia. Yeah. No kidding. Cincinnati and Detroit. And good Lord, our defensive line looked awesome against Detroit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm not worried about this game at all. But will hubris be your downfall, Ralph? No. <laughs> Pride before a fall. Pride cometh before a fall. Is that what they say? <laughs> no. You know, they're, they're talking about Alex Smith might not play because of, what would you say, a knee, calf, calf. injury? Yeah, yeah. he's going to play. He's going to play. They'll probably uh, they switch quarterbacks out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they, they have that other guy, Heineke. Yeah, Alex Smith is officially listed as questionable. Oh, my God. If they play Heineke. Only, man. I don't uh, he's not that bad. Did you watch him? Yeah. I mean, right, exactly. He's not that good either. He's just, he's just a dude. Uh, yeah. He yeah, beat he us. Just, I, I mean, nobody, no I pedestrian, know. just dudes are going to beat this football team. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Listen, you, and they keep talking about Alex Smith like he's like the stud who is <laughs> turning the team around. Let me let me go through what Alex Smith has done with this team this year. He's played in eight games. He averages 198 yards a game. He's got six touchdowns, eight interceptions. So he's thrown more than interceptions than he has touchdowns. He's been sacked 22 times in eight games. Uh, and he's got a rating of 78.5. He started for the first week in week 10, the loss to Detroit. Or he, he came in in week 10. Wait, sorry, no. first week 10. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't He's... remember. <clears throat> Maybe came no. back in week 10. Oh, yeah. Didn't. No, he didn't um, start in week 10 because they played Kyle Allen for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, he went on IR because, you know, that's Ron Rivera's guy in from the Panthers, they traded for him. Mm-hmm. And then he went on IR. So I think that Alex Smith did come in in week 10 during the loss to Detroit. And then he's only started five games since then. And Washington won all of them. So they're like... I thought he was 4-1. and one. No, Yeah. So he... Yeah. Yeah. So they're... Know. Right. They're acting like he's yeah. going to come in and be Superman all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, and they say, "Oh, you know, he went four and one in his five games." Yeah, but he, look who he played. 
The Lions, Cincinnati, Dallas, Giants. Good Lord. I know. You know. <laughs> I know. Listen. Okay. So their offense gave up 50 sacks this season. They're 29th in the league. They're 30th in yards and 31st in yards per play. I just. Yeah. And this is, see, this is when stats can really screw you because, you know, they talk about their defense, you know, they're, oh, their defense is pretty good. And yeah, they're like third in the league and everything. But mm-hmm. again, look who they played. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they're not out there beating up on, uh, you know, the, the Tom Brady's and the, the, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Drew Brees, the Drew Breeses and the who else did we play this year? Patrick Mahomes's, uh-huh. you know, the, no, they're beating up on uh, I mean, I, who is Philadelphia's quarterback? Does anybody know? <laughs> uh, is it Baltimore their quarterback? Yeah, Baltimore's really known for great offensive quarterback play. The Giants, Dallas. With all what uh, Ginger Dude, and when Ginger Dude wasn't in there, who who was it that filled it? Didn't they have like a quarterback that they, like a wide receiver? No, that was a, another team. They had to go out and get somebody when Ginger Dude got hurt, right? I don't so, even remember. You know, and then it's it's like, man, come on, you know, San Francisco. What are they down to their third, fourth string quarterback too? Ah, you know, I. Yeah, I could probably feel a good defense playing against these <laughs> offenses. Well, in the, you know, their defensive line, I'm like, okay, so maybe they're good. You know, I mean, statistically, like you said, like right. they're right. they're really high. You know, they have four players with five-plus sacks. Their defense is ranked second and gave up the fourth fewest points. But again, quality of the opponent. Mm-hmm. But then you look at... You know, our offensive line, and you're like, they've allowed 22 sacks this season. It's, you're like, yeah, you're not getting, I mean, you might get one, yeah, maybe. I mean, you, you might even get more than one, but it's not like you're going to be back there harassing Brady the whole time. I know. I mean. Like he's never seen a defense like this <laughs> in his 20 years. Yeah. And you get you got Chase Young. Now, Chase Young is, you know, he's, he's probably going to be a really good player in the league. He's. He reminds me of Clowney and that he's just naturally big and uh, fast and proportionate, you know. He, and but he's young; he's got a ton of energy, but he's frantic, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really want to see him going up against Donovan Smith. Worf is not going to have any problem with him at all, but I want to see him going up against Donovan Smith. You know, who's kind of the, the slow lumbering mm-hmm. giant. You know, going against this athletic Ooh. young guy who's frantic all over the place and just, you know, and he he does a lot of silly stuff. You know, I was, I was watching him. I'm like, what? why would he do that? But he's just, you know, he's young. He's just got energy. He's just spinning yeah. and jumping and flapping and all that good stuff. You got to uh, tell your racquetball story because this will explain why Donovan is like the perfect matchup for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, it was it was proven to me. And I I think we've talked about this on here before. Probably, but, yeah, but. You know, it, there's an old saying in boxing. You know, you you box a fighter and you fight a boxer. You know, you you don't go at somebody's strengths. You know, you attack their weaknesses. You know, if they're really good at something, you do the exact opposite. Blah blah blah. 
But yeah, I was uh, in a racquetball tournament one time, and I was really good at racquetball, and I was undefeated. And I played against this guy who, uh, if he didn't had just learned how to play racquetball, <laughs> it hadn't been too too short of a time that he had been yeah, playing. You had played racquetball since you were like a teenager. Yeah, I, I'd point, been playing so. racquetball, yeah, for a long time, and. Uh, uh, so we get in this tournament, and I I was undefeated. I was, you know, moving up the brackets and everything. And I played this guy, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. And this guy beat the mess out of me. And the way he beat me, because I was, I, I was real fast, and, you know, I like to speed the game up and uh, do a lot of uh, backhands and, you know, just power the ball and all this stuff. This and guy, you're very agile, too. Yeah. So it's like you can move fast. Right. And so that was my game. You know, I was just fast and hard hitting and all that good stuff. And this guy comes into the damn court and he just starts lobbing the ball. <laughs> he slowed the game down so far, so fast that I literally couldn't, uh, couldn't function properly. And he beat me. I was so mad. <laughs> and at this point in, in my racquetball quote career, I hadn't been beaten in years. And uh, this guy beat me. And he beat me in front of a bunch of people too, because everybody was like, uh, "But actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that time when you, everybody was like, whoa, he, you, oh my gosh, he got beat.'" And so the next time me and him played, we <laughs> playing again. It was a, a thing. They there was like a huge crowd of people watching, and this guy did the same damn thing. And you he knew just, it was coming. Yeah, I would. I'd hit the ball as hard as I could. He'd get over. He would. He wouldn't even run over to the ball. He just kind of let it come to him, and then he would. He would. He would. It was like he was playing badminton. He would just lob it up in the air, and it just frustrated me so bad. And he ended up beating me again. He he didn't win against anybody that whole tournament except me, and he beat me twice. I didn't lose to anybody else. I didn't win the tournament, and uh, I was his only two wins. And it was just. It was just the. The difference in our play style. There's know, a yin and a yang, you know. Yeah. Push and pull. And I had never played anything like that. But you could bet your sweet butt I practiced against it for a long time <laughs> thereafter. I miss racquetball. I wish, wish racquetball was still a thing. Ugh. Anyhow, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see with uh, Chase Young and Donovan Smith going at each other because they're totally opposite styles. Mm-hmm. And... uh I, I think I th- it'll probably be a wash. I don't know. I think I think Donald will probably get the best of him. Uh, Chase is going to beat him a few times, but you know he switches sides like most defensive ends do. Uh, I've seen games where he plays predominantly on the left. I've seen games where he plays predominantly on the right. So we'll see. He, he he's not going to want to go up and get worse though. I mean, do they? Does it seem like they game plan for certain line like matchups or? Mm, I don't know. Don't know. I, I haven't delved enough into their film to, which yeah. is, you know, you would think I would with the playoffs coming up. I'd be really into it, but I've been kind of distracted this week. <laughs> Stuff going on, you know, a few things here and there. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm quite confident that we're. I mean, you figure you look at all position groups, our tight ends. We're just, you know, I mean, what are they going to do? do you, can you even name a Redskins linebacker? No. Right. And that's the thing, like, aside from their defensive line, have you heard of anyone <laughs> in the rest of their defense? Right. I mean. Uh, you know, th- th- there probably is. You know, some people are out there probably going, you've never heard of so-and-so and so-and-so. I know. Uh, but, yeah, we live in Redskins territory. 
uh, we know a couple of people who are Redskins Report fans. to be Redskins fans. Right. Yeah, they claim to be. They probably are now. And they probably, <laughs> the hell, they're probably wearing some Redskins gear. I, who knows? Redskins. I keep saying Redskins. I know. You know habit. banned from something. Probably. It is habit. Good Lord, I've grown up. I know. It's been <laughs> yeah. almost 50 years I've been saying that. Now i got to stop. Okay, we got Chase Young, uh, Deron Payne. It is cool. Payne, Chase, and Sweat. Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. Their linebackers are Cole Holcomb, John Bostic, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, uh, Kaliki Hudson, Mikhail Kendrick. I don't know any of these people. I don't Davis either. Smith, yeah. Not even no. their starters. I've John Bostic heard. sounds familiar, but he's only been in the league for two years. Apparently, Werfs went up against Sweat in college a few years ago, like 2018. And he said he remembered the guy had like a quick get off and long arms, I think is what he said. He's got that length. The length, yeah. Be yeah, like that. But it when they were talking about the quick get off, it reminded me of McCoy. That's what they always said about him, too. <clears throat> uh, John Bostick's been in the league for eight years. Oh. Yeah, he was. He was. Signed. You would think we would have heard of him. Well, uh, he's been. He's played with everybody. Uh, he played with Buffalo, New England, Detroit, 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 Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Washington. Yeah. So, I know. I know the name's familiar. We'll see. We'll see. You know, and our receivers. Come on. There's. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you've got to have. Super elite cornerbacks uh, yeah, like to stop them, and you know, you're they lucky. don't even have one. Do they? Kendall Fuller. Mm. I mean, is he Ronald Darby, Jimmy Moreland, Danny Johnson? They have a rookie starting at safety, strong safety. Um, goodness, I this is gonna be a slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most popular player on the Washington's football team is their punter. Who's I'm serious, that? Tressway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's hugely popular with the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, what's that say? Whatever. Oh gosh. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan still. I didn't know Ryan Kerrigan was still on the team. He's good. He is good. What is he again? But he's behind Chase Young, uh, defensive end. Yeah. So how is he? They mu- they must. How good is he? They switched. Yeah. Right. If you're getting, if they're drafting somebody for your position, well, you know, it's, to upgrade. it's Ron Rivera's team. He's going to yeah. play the people he likes. Yeah. Uh, they must have switched from a 3 4 to a 4 3 because I don't know. See, th- that's how little I know about the Redskins. <laughs> Their defensive coordinator is Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Which Brady is like nine and one against Jack Del Rio defenses. I think everybody is. <laughs> it's like North Turner. Is is North Turner on this team? No, he used to coach the football. Yeah, he was, the football team. Wasn't he their uh, offensive? No, he was Ron Rivera's offensive coordinator, right? Is he still? I don't know. Did Ron? Oh no, no. He, yeah, yeah. At Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. God, he was. Just, he's always been so horrible. I don't know. I, I don't want to say horrible, but he's definitely a horrible head coach. No doubt about that. Yeah. You know, but. He's yeah, like a mediocre coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
it's just I I don't know if if they win, it's because Tom Brady has an aneurysm on the field. <laughs> the uh, an asteroid has to hit somewhere close by. So, something. I mean, really seriously. I mean, I'm not. I'm I'm being funny, but I'm dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We gotta go out. And here's what I want to do. I want to live tweet all the fan, the Redskins fans. I mean, the football team fans in the bar. <laughs> Show them. <laughs> we'll do like a time. Do lap. a before and after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, what does that know, mean? That's mean. I would be surprised to see any Redskins fans out and about. I would be. I know there are probably one or two, probably as many Buccaneers fans as there are. We'll see. Football team fans. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as their wide receiver core, they got Terry McLaurin and. Uh, their second leading receivers, their tight end. Right. That was my point. I would, yeah. I'm saying their receiving core consists of Terry McLaurin. And, well, I don't even know yeah. who he is. <laughs> He's. Uh, some dude that's been catching passes. I know. <laughs> How bad is that? Like, and I think being in Redskins country and kind of having it forced on you, or football team country, and having it forced on you, it's like your brain like rebels and rejects it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just, just, I will not care. <laughs> I so, cannot. So Logan Thomas is their yes, leading, second of. leading. Yes. <laughs> now, he, see, that's not good for us because... You know, our linebacker core is a little weak in the coverage area, but okay. But listen, he's only got 670 yards on the season, so it's not even that much. And six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. What? Right. I mean, they could. We just played the Atlanta Falcons, who have one Matt Ryan, uh, Ridley. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, who else do they got? They got a good, good group of wide receivers. Oh, Gage. Uh, yeah, Gage. Uh, they got a good crew of tight ends. You know, they got Luke Stocker and all these guys. First, yeah, and uh, they got twenty-seven points on us. We got forty-four. Okay, I don't think the Washington football team is going to score twenty-seven points on us. Mm-mm. They're not even near the offense that uh, Atlanta fields, and we're going to score forty-four points. <laughs> So, I mean, well, there's nobody on their team that can score four touchdowns. I don't even think they have a quarter. They, they could put two quarterbacks out there at the same time, and I don't think they can score four touchdowns on us. Okay. But their defense ranked second, and they gave up the fourth fewest points per game. So they gave up 20.6 points a game. I mean, they held uh, Seattle to 20 points. Right. right. And let's look at – let's look at uh, – Seattle. Where's Seattle on? Okay, they're one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the league in offense. Mm-hmm. All right, something of that nature, right? That's the highest team they played offensively this year. We played Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, uh, the New Orleans Saints. The Ram- I mean, we played a lot of high-powered offensive teams. And our defense is still up there. Their defense is only up there because they play crappy teams. You know, the, 
Eagles and the Giants. Come on, man. <laughs> the Bengals? And they lost to and the Dallas? Giants twice. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the Giants twice. And yeah. the Giants are one, two, three, fourth worst in the league offensively. <laughs> Shit, man. I, our defense would be awesome if we played those, those teams. All right. We're, we've gone way over. We've sat here crapped on Washington. Not long enough. Right. <laughs> I was going to say long enough, but no, we haven't. But our time's run out. We're, hell, we're an hour and 60 minutes in. So Okay. Can I run through the injury report real quick? Oh, good Lord. Do it quick. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Carlton Davis has the groin injury. Did not practice Tuesday, but he was limited the rest of the week, and he's questionable for the game. I think BA has said that he's kind of the game time decision. Who is this? Carlton Davis. I thought he was coming back. Yeah, I, I think so. That's kind of the impression that I got, but I think they said he was going to make a final decision like day of. Uh, Mike Evans, he didn't practice Tuesday or Wednesday, and he was limited Thursday, so he's officially listed as questionable. Ronald Jones was a full participant in practice all week. Jeremiah Ledbetter has been ruled out. Oh, man. I know. LaShawn McCoy is out with an illness. JPP, he didn't practice uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then Thursday he was limited, but I think it's just a rest thing. And then Sue, he sat out Thursday. He always gets a rest day, so I think that was related to that. He is not listed on the injury report. The football team, defensive tackle Jonathan Allen, that was not injury-related, did not practice Tuesday, but participated the rest of the week. Linebacker Thomas Davis has a knee injury, and he did not practice all week. He is out. Uh, cornerback Kendall Fuller has a knee injury. He did not practice Tuesday, was limited Wednesday, and a full participant on Thursday. He's not listed on the injury report. Running back Antonio Gibson has a toe injury. He did not practice Tuesday. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, and he is questionable officially. Terry McLaurin with an ankle injury did not practice Tuesday. I know these are all their like starters. They don't want to play us. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Tuesday, he did not practice. Wednesday, he was limited. Thursday, he was limited. And then, so his game status is questionable. Linebacker Kevin Pierre-Lewis has an ankle injury. He was limited all week. He is questionable. Guard Brandon Scherf has a shoulder injury. He was limited uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then full participant Thursday. And Alex Smith did not practice Tuesday. He was limited Wednesday and Thursday, and he is questionable officially. So there we go. There you go. A lot of people hurt. Yep. Hey, we're going to have Shaquille Barrett back. That's all I care about. I know. Me too. <laughs> all right, Ralph. Do you want to do score predictions? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, let me see. What did I say last week? 40. 40 third and five for the Eagles. Two of two so far on third. It's Wentz. Pump fakes and in trouble. And what was that? Uh. I had a window pop up. Oh. <laughs> this is stupid NFL.com site. I hate their website. I really do. Do I sound normal to you? Because you're all garbled to me. 
And I don't know if it's the headphones. Okay, score predictions. I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, let's keep it in. Eh, we're not going to score 40 points again, I don't think. Uh, I'm going to say 30, 35 us. I'll give them 17. That's what I was going to say. Really? 35-17 um, is what you were thinking? Uh, I was what? thinking maybe 38. <laughs> go with so I'll say 38-15. to 15. That's my score prediction. Damn. Sounds good to me, man. The wisdom of the crowds. We got to be right. I know. All right, guys. Uh, big, big game tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Everybody be excited, man. Let's get that positive energy out there in the universe. Yeah. Think about beating the <laughs> football team. The football team. I wonder what the name's going to be next year. Are they going to even come up with a name next year? I wouldn't. I'd just be like, screw it. We're going to be the football team forever. We are <laughs> the, I capitalize the in big, bold letters, the <laughs> football team. So you got to say it like that. Washington, the football team. I like it. Yeah. You whatever. should put that in. I, I want them to do w, WTF because every time I see their thing, that's what I think. Me too. WFT, WTF. That's how their fans have to feel. Right. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um, guys, here it is. Eight o'clock tomorrow night. Be there. Let's do this. Till next time. Go Bucks.